Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series. A narrative let's play adapted and produced by Revoke GM. Combining in-game audio with additional voice acting through dialogue and descriptions to improve your listening experience. Rediscover the amazing story of the 1999 cult classic isometric video game, Planescape Torment, like you've never heard before. When you return to Ragpicker's Square, weaves of fragrant grey smoke spool like twine out of the midwife's open door. Mebeth is tugging at the mass of green starched rags you brought from Giscol. She seems to be purposely fraying the edges, as if to peel them apart somehow. When she hears you approach, she turns. Hi, child. Here's that ink you wanted. Mebeth takes the tankard of ink from you and sniffs it. Prime ink. Oh, fresh it is. Hi. She nods at you. You've done well, child. All I've asked. Now, I ask you again. After all you've seen, do you still want to learn the art? Yes. After all, the guiding goal of your errands was to test my persistence, was it not? Mebeth smiles, nodding. Yes, mayhap, child, mayhap. And that's not all. You knew who I had to see to accomplish each errand, didn't you? Mebeth nods again, slower this time. Mayhap, child. Mayhap. If and so, what did your senses tell you about them? Morns for trees showed me that my beliefs affect the world around me. Giscol taught me that ritual is a wasted effort if the purpose of the ritual is ignored. Miram... Miram taught me that no matter how much I think I know, there's still much I can learn from another's eyes. Mebeth is silent for a moment. She walks slowly over to you and touches you on the cheek. Oh, child. You will be a master sorcerer one day, ye will. You have the knowing of it yet. You've come to all Mebeth for help, you have. What could a midwife teach such a one? Much, Mebeth. I want to learn all you have to teach. So you'll walk the path then? Mebeth pauses. Oh. Well, first things firstly, just having the knack for the art isn't enough. You need some means of giving it focus, usually spells. The spells are usually in a book, so the art demands you have a spell book, or it's like a Thor you can cast spells. Can you read? Yes. Then let's test it. Can you read this? Mebeth draws forth a small tattered card. It looks like a recipe. Then, as you try to read the text, the writing on the card swims before your eyes, each symbol twisting out of focus whenever you try and read it. Almost instinctively, you relax your eyes, allowing them to take in the page all at once, and the symbols suddenly bleed together. The recipe lists measurements, ingredients, but there's more to it. This is a minor divination, isn't it? It looks like it's a spell that allows the user to see the nature of an item, to see whether it's enchanted or not. Mebeth's eyes widen. Who are you to test all Mebeth, so? Are you some fiend? No. Well, not to my knowledge. 
What's wrong? Well, not expecting it, was I? She nods at the recipe and plucks it out of your hand. What you see, it's written in the language of the art. If you're not a mageling yet, it, it should be a swirl, jumble, a mishmash. She snaps a finger. Yet, clear as crystal, you pluck the sense of it right up. Mayhap you tell old Mebeth why that is. I don't really know. I just knew what it said. Perhaps I knew once before, but forgot, and seeing the symbols jarred my memory. Or else a natural gift you may have. Oh, no matter, no matter. You've just shaved seasons off of your learning, you have. <laughs> oh, and I've been looking for someone to handle the chores round here, I had. If you need help with anything around here, you can still ask. It's the least I can do in exchange for you teaching me. No, no, no. Don't worry yourself about that. She frowns. Oh. Well, you can read spells well enough, but spells are no good to you without a book to put them in. Do you have one? Hmm. Mebeth glances around the hut and catches sight of the black barbed picture frame you made. She picks it up carefully and studies it. Ah, this'll do. That thing, it's just a frame. Ah, but so are you, child. Still holding the frame, she picks up one of the starched rags you got from Giscol. With a yank, she pulls off the greenish film and it flutters in the air like a wispy bit of cloth. Whatever Giscol uses in the wash, it works better than curing, stretching and stoning does on a normal rag. Can't afford parchment, I can't. Parchment? She takes the starchy film and pulls it over the black barbed frame, latching the rag's edges onto the hooks around the frame until it looks like a small greenish-black painter's canvas. It's missing something. Well, it needs something painted on it. She nods. Aye, or written on it. She takes the tankard of ink and dips in one of her long fingernails and draws it out, mumbling to herself. She begins to scratch symbols onto the frame one by one as she mumbles. After several minutes, she stands triumphantly, drying her ink-stained fingernail on her robe. All's done. She tilts her head regarding the strange framed text in front of her. A cover for your spell book it is. Take it. Inside are your recipes. Your spells, if you will. As long as they sit in the book, though, they're just words. She taps her head. The art demands you pluck the magic out of the book and put them in your attic, your head, before you can tap their power. Go on. You put them in your attic by studying them, memorising them. You usually need to rest first before you can do this, though. Any questions? No, Mebeth. Oh, no questions, eh? Oh, well, now you should have questions. You know all's about how to memorise spells, do you? You're a sharp one. You sure don't need any more of Mebeth's words all a-gobbling up your precious time. Oh, you're a master sorcerer already. Uh, Forgive me, Mebeth. I meant no questions in what you'd said. Please explain how to memorise spells. Hmm. All right, then. Here's the dark of how you memorize the spells. Pick the spells you want to stick in your head from your spell book before you goes to sleep. When you wake in the morn, they'll be buzzing in your head like flies, ready to be let out. And then I can cast those spells as I like. It depends on the spell. Some's easier than others. You can cast only one, mayhap two more complicated spells before needing to rest again. 
As a tiny flitting mageling, there isn't much room in your attic. Now keep your eyes and ears out for learning. Even common folks might have some minor magics to teach. There's also scrolls, recipes, books, and even some stranger items that have spells inscribed on them. If you find one, study it close and inscribe the dark of it into your book if you want it. What's to be written is down to you. The language of the art can appear different for every one of us. It's the meaning that does it. Mebeth rummages in her robe and pulls forth three small recipes which she passes to you. For now, you should copy these into your book so they can go into attic as soon as possible. Thanks, Mebeth. Oh, wait. There's more. Mebeth fishes a tiny bundle of black cloth from her apron and unrolls it, producing a pair of amber earrings. These will protect you on your travels, child. I no longer wear them myself, so go ahead and take them. In your hand, they feel slightly warm to the touch. Hardened sap, a razor vine. Holds enchantments better than silver or gold. Never. I... (laughs) I have nothing to give you in return. Nonsense! This is a gift. When you've a little more of the planes in you, you can repay me by buying some of my cures and trinkets. What do you sell here, Mebeth? I sell rags and herbs, cures and charms and mixes and poultices and all that wash. Also, if you find a queer item you can't figure out, bring it to Mebeth. No promises, child, but mayhap I can riddle out what it is. I, uh, found this scrap of armour... I think it has some enchantment, but I'm not exactly sure what. You unwrap the small, palm-sized plate of polished bronze you took from the mortuary guardian. Mebeth eyes you curiously and examines the piece. Oh, ah, you could invoke an enchantment from this. Hardens your skin, making it as tough as iron mail. But more than that, we may be able to glean some magics from it to copy into your spellbook. She sets the plate on a small table and thrusts the tankard of ink at you. Go on, then. Let's see how you do. After minutes of scrutinising the strange symbols, you slowly begin scratching an inscription onto a fresh skein of the starchy film. Mebeth watches in silence. As you finish your scrivening, she raises her brow. A little scratchy on the quill work. No room for mistakes in this. But I'm impressed. You've done more in a day than many take years, child. A sad look draws across her face. Mebeth, it is credit to the teacher that the student has learned at all. <laughs> Flatterer. Tell you what, one small boon you could gift me. I could make coin from peddling such items. She takes up the ruined piece of armour. Bring in more like this, and in return, I'll gift just some of my thingies that you may find more use in. She proceeds to lead you around her hut, showing you the various artifacts and talismans, some of her own making, others traded from hedge wizards and spell swords who found their way to Sigil. Twisted knots, desiccated animals, dried out bones to ward you from harm, recipes of arcane cantrips and manuals on the brewing of poisons. You find indeed that you are already carrying objects of some minor potential. A charred claw from an abyssal fiend that when ground down and rubbed on the skin protects the user from heat and flames. A putrid rat tail that focuses your mind and reflexes. And the small triangle-shaped earring from the folded note you found in the zombie's mouth. (laughs) This child holds a blessing from one of the gods of wealth on some backwater prime world. 
a cheery trinket usually given as a token of payment for when travelling the plains. She places a tiny blue crystal into your palm. Here, swallow this. You eye her suspiciously. Go on, or have I lost your trust now, your arrival mageling? When you place the crystal into your mouth, it immediately dissolves, leaving behind an acrid taste. A few moments later, a searing pain rushes to your forehead, dropping you to your knees. Thousands of voices fill your mind. Your vision blurs. You can just about see Mebeth calmly holding a finger up to her mouth. You try to focus the sound, bringing it down to a whisper. And gradually, the voices subdue to a hushed static. Filled with the entire resource library of the Charon School of Mages. Know-it-alls. Quickly, the effects are fleeting. She thrusts the earring in front of you, and right away you simply know to cup the earring in your hands and whisper the word, copper. Suddenly, it deforms into a stream of bright copper pieces that spill from your hands to the floor. Mebeth claps and giggles with a delight you hadn't seen in her yet. <laughs> Oh, all right, child. Don't tarry here any longer. She gathers the coins and hands them to you in a brand new velvet pouch. One such as you has other ways to spend one's time rather than hang off old Mebeth's apron. <laughs> now come on, Mebeth. You're not old. <laughs> Ye flatterer. Your tongue is so lined with silver it's shame a bit, so get ye hence. Thanks for everything, Mebeth. <laughs> You can thank me by not playing the Addle Cove with what you've learned. The arts damned many a fool who sought to bend it in ways the art weren't meant to bend. Now, get along with you. Farewell. Thank you for listening to Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series, a Revoker GM production. To support the show and those involved, Please consider subscribing to our Patreon or donating via our Ko-fi page. Links to both are in the description.